2015 will be. And I've put this up here. This is, this is a blank canvas. And I think God is in the business of making things white again. It will be a new year. It is a new year. It's a new start. And uh, as Stu mentioned in prayer meeting this morning, just if, if there's any like unforgiveness in your heart from the past, it's, you know what, it's time to move on. It's time to, to look forward, to look to Jesus, to look and say re, it's a reset button. I love the reset button. Uh, those who uses Windows here yeah, still? Okay. You know, you've used your computer too much. You have to press that, hold that button down. Mac doesn't normally do that unless the Mac's really old, like I'm talking 10, 15 years old, that it actually starts being messed up. It's a joke, by the way. Um, it's, it's all good. We can be happy. It's not a joke. So Windows users know that you have to, there's, there's a moment that sometimes you have to press that on-off button where everything resets and clears itself and it starts again. And I think we've got an incredible opportunity going into this year to say, do you know what? This is a new year. It's a clean slate. And it's say, God, what are you going to write on my life this year? What are, what are you going to put on? What, what, and I think we need to spend time alone with God. We need to spend time and say, God, what do you have this year? If we go into this year with no plan, like someone said, if there's no plan, you're actually planning to fail. We need to come with a plan and say, what, where do we want to be? What do we want to do? Lamentations 3.23 says this, Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I love that. I love that we have a God that every morning we can say, Thank you for your fresh mercies. Thank you, Jesus, that you have forgiven me. And all of us walking around here are not sinless we carry stuff in our lives that we sometimes hiding and we hold him back on and we're not, we're not dealing with. Thank goodness there's a God who loves us and gives us a, sleep, a, clean, ah, a clean slate every day. Luke 1, 7, 8 says this, A new day will dawn on us from above because our God is loving and merciful. A new day will dawn on us from above because our God is loving and merciful. And merciful, and I think it's a time to reflect. And to be honest, I can't remember the last time I made resolutions, like in terms of sit down. And write. I, for me, I've got my vision and my goal for my life hasn't changed. It just gets tweaked. I'm tweaking my vision and my goal for my life all the time. I think sometimes we can write a resolution. They say that uh, they, there was a stat done that 40% of Americans, because it's just an American stat, but I think it can reflect into the world. 40% of Americans set resolutions. And only 8% actually keep them. And I think we, we need to come as believers, those who have given their lives to Jesus Christ, believe in Him for salvation, say, what, what, what is the thing? What is, what, can I, what is the one thing that I can pursue that's going to cover everything else? Now, the Bible is clear. It says, seek first the kingdom. Now, that is what I ended last year with. It's what I'm beginning this year with. Is that seek first. Your whole life is seeking the kingdom. All of our lives are made up of decisions. Wherever we're sitting today is due to decisions that have been made. Okay? Now, that's, that is true, but it's also sometimes things happen to us that are outside of our decisions. A death in the family, uh, you have a spouse that may have had an affair, whatever it is. There's, there's stuff that happens that is not your fault. And I think we, we need to decide how we're going to deal with things and to settle into God and say, you know what, God, I'm, I'm going to let you be in control into 2015. Let's just look at a few bad decisions bad this i found on youtube uh, it's 15 of the worst business decisions ever made so i'm only going to choose three in 1967 or 1977 i can't, 
I may have written it right down wrong. Star Wars. Uh, th- uh, the, the company who, who kind of who got, the, got the film going for George Lucas gave George Lucas all the rights to all the merchandise. And they said that it was one of the worst decisions, business decisions ever made because I think he paid 20000 for the, for the rights of his own story. But anyway, there, that is a $3 billion business that is, that is increasingly growing. So that company lost out on billions. Um, there's a, one of the, the top guys at Decca Record listened to the Beatles and said, you know what, these guys have nothing. And actually a, a band that, that where people are playing guitars is so a thing of the past, there's something new that is happening. He didn't sign the Beatles. They went down the road, signed with, I can't remember the, the label they signed with, and obviously the rest is history. Okay, so that guy made a bad decision. Who remembers Excite search engine? Those of us who had computers in the 90s, Excite. Okay. Excite, Google offered to, to, to sell th- themselves to Excite for $750,000. So Excite's like, no, we don't want this, doesn't work, whatever. Obviously, the rest is history. Google are multi-billionaires. And I think some of us live in decisions from last year, from 2013, from 2012, maybe even before that. And sometimes we can't do anything about those decisions, but we can, we can change what we're going to do into the future. And I'm saying, can we restart and make good decisions for our lives? And I think it's as simple as getting back to Scripture, getting in love with Jesus. David, he made a bad decision. Okay, he was standing on a balcony looking at Bathsheba from a distance. He was having a little viewing session of a lady bathing naked. Okay, he made a bad decision with his eyes. He followed through with that. He slept with her. He killed her husband. And that carried on for months. It wasn't like this, this is like this, this is just like uh, he messed up in a moment, he repented. It was like, he lived in sin for a while until Nathan the prophet confronted him and then he just cries out to God and he cries out Psalm 51 and he says, God, you can see my sins. You can see all the stuff I've done. He says, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Some of us have done things in 2014 that we're not proud of, but it's a new day. God is good. His forgiveness and his love endures forever. It, it, it covers over a multitude of sins and I th- sometimes there is still, there's still consequences of what you may have done, but you're not. We can make things right today. We can say, today is a new day that God is creating in and through us. Are you going to make a decision to be a better husband, a better wife, spend more time with your family, be kingdom focused? And I've got two boards here, okay? Obviously, we've got that as our canvas. But um, I've got two pens. This is a whiteboard marker, and this is a permanent marker. So... As we know, a whiteboard marker, those of you who are teachers, do you still use these or use computers? Eh? Okay. Okay, so I foolishly, a, a while back, thought that this red was whiteboard. It wasn't. It was permanent. So this is permanent on here. So it kind of ruined my illustration. But anyway, so there, I can write on here with non-permanent ink. I can rub it off again. Please work properly. Okay, there we go. It's not the greatest board. But you can write on there. And rub it off. But if I take this permanent, permanent marker from Bic and I write on there, let's just wait for it to dry so I don't ruin what I'm actually going to say. It's not going to come off. As you can see there, maybe with a bit of 
rubbing and a bit of uh, extra tools, we can get that off. But the point is, this is a permanent marker. It's marking permanently what is on here. And I just felt God speak to me and say, what in your life are you going to mark as temporary and what you're going to mark as permanent? And I think there's stuff that we can do in our lives, as the guy from Gladiator said, that echoes into eternity, that's, which is very biblical. There's stuff that we do on, on, in our life, here, in this kingdom of God, that the kingdom is here and now and it's going to come. Whatever we do is going to affect us into eternity. There's, there's a definite repercussion into the afterlife of what we do here. Or all of the things that we've built with our lives, especially in our time in Dubai. Some of us have a, a temporary view of Dubai where we think, okay, I'm here for a few years. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to step halfway into the church. I'm going to have half a foot in the church, half a foot with my workmates, and I'm going to rock between the two. And, trust, and I'm telling you right now, you're going to end up doing the splits and you're going to hurt yourself because one of them is going to be stronger. One of them is going to pull you harder. One of them, and I, when I talk church, I'm talking, it's just a picture that I'm using for the kingdom of God and putting everything first in the kingdom of God. In the Bible, we have to learn to trust God this year, that he says, if we seek first his kingdom, we put first his kingdom, everything else that we think we need, God is going to add to us anyway. And it's such a simple thing. And I think, I, I pray for individuals in this church. I, I read through the list of, of the church list, and I, you come to mind, and I pray for you, and I'm saying, God, let, let that person grab hold of their inheritance. Let them grab hold of everything that you have for them into 2015. So Paul writes this, and he says, Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, or jewels, which is the permanent cokey, or wood, hay, or straw, which is the non-permanent pen. Uh, but on the day... But on the judgment day, a fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person has, have, has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. I love rewards. You know it. Ramsey knows it. A reward is good. My, my parents, they, they used to definitely use the reward system with me. If I did something well, we could go out for a pizza. I loved pizza from birth. Um, so... It was, it was a reward for what we've done. I, 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 love, I love the idea, and it's not we're working for our salvation, as we're going to read now. It's we are working for something that's going to be imperishable, that's going to last into eternity. So I, I've taught a few weeks ago, I said, everything we do in the kingdom of God either adds or takes away. So we're either building the kingdom of God or we're building our own kingdom. And as we'll see here, it says, but if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like somebody who barely escaping through a wall of flames. Who has singed their hair on the stove, on, the, on a barbecue? If you have a whole bunch of stuff where you've built towards your own kingdom, yourself, non-permanent things, that's going to be burnt away in the fire. You're going to be coming and smelling out like burnt hair. That's, what it, that's the picture I get. You're going to be walked through a wall of fire, and you know, when people get burned... Uh, the first thing to go is your hair. So you may, that through that wall of fire in heaven, who knows, I don't have a theology for this, but you may be bald. You know what I mean? Some of us already are, but that's all good. <laughs> Sorry, Rams. I was just trying to think in my mind who was, who was bald. Okay, let's just think about the permanent ink. So if we want to build permanently in our lives, we want to, we want to leave stuff that is not only going to affect this earth today, because we have an opportunity that we can either build our wealth, build our uh, uh, funding that we store money away. And that's, being wise is good. I'm not saying that. I'm saying 
Is, is our life at the, lives at this point where we are giving everything over to the kingdom of God? There's a, a permanent, the permanent ink. So 1 Corinthians 13, 3, it says this. Three things will last forever. That's one of the only few times that God says that in the Bible. So when, it's, when, you, when you see that, we must take note of what it says. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Thessalonians says something similar. Remember that before God and Father, your work is produced by faith. So everything done in faith and love. Your labor prompted by love. And your endurance inspired by the hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Those are the things that will last. And I want, can we, can we look at our lives this year and reassess and say, God, what are the things that are going to be rubbed off? What are the things that are going to be singed by the fire when we get to heaven one day? I hope we all believe in heaven. I hope we all believe that it's through Jesus Christ we can get to heaven. The Bible says there is the only way that we get to heaven. So your salvation, once you've given your life to Christ, you don't lose your salvation. That's what I believe. It's what I see in Scripture. But I think we can, we can do stuff in our lives where we may end up in heaven literally with nothing. What are we going to take to heaven? We're going to take souls. Billy Graham, there's going to be a little trumpet when he walks into heaven. Not a little, a massive trumpet. They say he's led uh, over, I don't want to exaggerate you, I think it's, let's just say maybe two, around 2 million people, if not more, to the Lord over his years of ministry. That, probably more. I should have got the stat before. So if someone could find that and tell me, that would be great. Um, that, that's an incredible thing. And I'm saying, God, like, okay, so that's the gift he's been given us. God has called us all to be faithful. We're not all Billy Grahams. We're not all called to be pastors. But we're called to be faithful with what is written in the Word of God. And, uh, and Stala was, and actually I'm not going to steal her preach, can I say it? She was reading this week, and whenever the life of God flows, it's when they're actually, when they're actually leading, when someone is leading someone to Christ, and taking them to heaven with them. And can, we, can I say, in 2015, it is our responsibility to tell the world about Jesus. It's, it's no one else. It's, it's not like we, we're going to put on this cool little show and... Uh, and not that we really do it at all, and we hope people will come, and hope people will get saved, and hope people will enter into the kingdom of God. It's all of us. We are called to be the light bearers of Christ. We don't have a choice. We don't switch off our light. It's not like I can become a believer and then just park off. Those who become a believer and park off are the ones that get singed by fire. God has called all of us to do good works prepared before the creation of this world. There's stuff that God has for you to do and an assignment on your life that, that God has planned. And can I say that let's, let's cut off distractions. Let's cut off the things that are holding us back. Hebrews 12 says, let's cut off the sin that entangles us. Are we going to write in permanent or non-permanent ink? Who's seen that Google video for 2014? Any hands? Very cool. Okay, go check it out. But basically it lists the top searches for 2014. Now this is very interesting for me because it shows that the world is looking for something. And the way they post it is that people are looking for hope instead of fear. I'm saying the reason people are looking for the good is because they haven't, they're living in the bad. So people are looking for hope. They're looking for science over fiction. For me that tells you that they're looking for fact over some story, over some 
So we, 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 we need to understand, be able to, under, to preach Christ in a way that, that, that an unbeliever will be able to convince them that Jesus Christ lived and is still alive. People are looking for love. People are seeking greatness. This is all identity stuff. They search for what is around what is happening in the world. Ebola, civil wars, the terror that is happening in different parts of the world. And I'm saying that the church is the answer to the, all of these questions. This local church in this city has the life of God. We planted four, almost four years ago. We're going to celebrate our fourth birthday. We've seen God do some incredible stuff. But I feel that this, that is only just maybe the tip of the tip of the iceberg of what He wants to do. And the only, re, the only way we're going to expand outwards and see the effect that God has for us is if each individual says, you know what, I'm going to take five, ten minutes a day and say, God, what do you want me to do? What is the thing, instead of just stumbling into 2015 and having no real plan and just kind of carrying on with business as usual. I met a guy in December, Keir Taylor, he's going to come and minister in our church next month. Incredible man of God, moves in signs and wonders and the power of God. Be there. He's an evangelist, got an incredible story. And he says his word for 2015 is something like, it's not business as usual. And I do not want this church at the end of next year, to be the same size, and uh, it's great. Faithful people, loving people, some of you are new here today, and that's great. But our responsibility is to get out of these four walls and to change the city, in whatever area he calls us to, and the cities of this world. So 2015 will be, number one, it will be a new day. Said it already. Isaiah 43 says this, Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. God, we can, we can proclaim that scripture over our lives. We must forget the past. God is doing a new thing. Brothers and sisters, Philippians 3.13. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, I strain towards what is ahead. What is ahead. Let's forget about the past. Let's deal with stuff that is going to hinder you and trip you up into the future. And say, do you know what, God, I want absolutely everything. Come and speak to any leader in the church, the deacons, uh, myself. Come and just chat and say, do you know what, I feel God is saying this. I want to do this. I want to run forward. I want to, I want to, I want to give my life. I want, to, I want to serve. I want... We'll get into all of that. Number two. 2015 will be a year of unrelenting focus. Or relentless or unrelenting focus. Proverbs 4.25 says, Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what is before you. To bring in just a, a, another verse around that, Psalm 27.4, uh, David writes, it says, One thing I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I don't know if it's there. Can we, I think it's two slides on, Bruce. Um, no, don't worry. Psalm 27.4. One thing I seek. David, who had wealth, who had everything, he sought one thing. He sought the heart of the Father. And uh, I don't know if any of you have started a reading plan or about to start a reading plan or, or have one that you may have need to catch up on. Um, there's, so, there's so many tools that we can... There's, there's the Bible in one year. There's, there's, there's tons of stuff that you can get hold of if you just Google it. A U version is such a key one on your on your iPad where you can read the Bible daily. It sends you it sends you stuff. We need to, we need to engage in God because the only way, as as Ryan was speaking last week, if we are connected into the vine, that's the only way we're going to bear fruit. 
So if we are connected into the Word of God, and we're praying, and we're seeking the Father, for every single point of our lives, for decisions we make, we're going to start to see His fruit bear in our lives. Romans 12, verse 1 to 2 says this, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is, a true, uh, this is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Let's drink some water. See, we can only seek the Father when we become living sacrifices. We can only get the good, pleasing, and perfect will from the Father when we've actually learned to lay down. Lay down our ideals. Lay down the things that are made with non-permanent ink. The things that, that, that satisfy, the, the Bible says it's, it's that God is their stomach. So it's the things that satisfy us and, and make us feel good. and all that. Those are the things that, that we need to lay aside into 2015 and, and focus on, on Christ. If you look at what does conform mean? Conform means we let our outside environment dictate our inside environment. Into 2015, we cannot let what is happening, if it's been pain, if you walk into a room and there's a bunch of people talking about someone else, and then you start talking about that same person, you're letting that environment conform you. That is a way of this world. It's almost like we're going backwards in the creation story. We're going backwards where we just, wherever, it's almost like a chameleon. Wherever they walk in, they adapt to the situation. And I think that for us to shine in darkness, we have to shine in darkness. We have to be different. We have to look different. We sometimes have to make decisions that aren't comfortable and makes, may, may make people feel awkward. But you're actually you're shining your light for Jesus. We're not conforming any longer to the patterns of this world. If we want to be effective into 2015, we have to... We have to Lay down our lives as it says here and not conform to the patterns of this world. Jesus said this No one puts his hand to the plow and looks and, and look, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. No one I was gonna try to do it off by heart, it's not happening. No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. It's it's, it's saying that you need, you're following Jesus. It means a, a disciple means a learner of Jesus. You learn and you do what he's done. And we need to follow hard after Jesus Christ this year. It's, it's, a, it's a really, really simple thing. Uh, it, I don't even know how else to say it. Just get up in the morning, go to bed at night, read your Bible, pray, and find the Father. He wants to meet with you. Luke, uh, sorry, uh, number three. 2015 will be about big faith. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is the confidence what we hope for, for what will actually happen. It gives us an assurance about things we cannot see. And we, also, we grow when we step out in faith. When we are stretched, uh, you know, when, when you're building muscle, uh, occasionally I go to the gym, and you know when, you, when you've done enough weights, the day or two after that, you are feeling sore. It's because your, your muscle's been broken, it's stretched, and there's, it's, it gets stiff. It's because your muscle is growing. So we, I, I want our church, individually, all of us, to grow into 2015. I wrote down a few things. 
Are you going to step out and be uncomfortable into an area that God has called you to? Are you going to sow more into ministry, into people's lives with your time, your treasure, and talents? Are you going to put your hand up to the thing that God has been asking you to do for years? I really, in prepping, I felt that was for someone here today. That, are you going to put your hand up to the thing that God has been highlighting on your life for years? There's some people sitting with latent leadership potential. And, and they, there's like a bursting inside that, that God, there's a God-given th- leadership gift in some of you. And God is saying 2015 is the year. 2015, number four, will be about us doing it together. Hebrews 10.25 says, it says let, us n- let us not neglect meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now uh, that the day of his, retu- of his return is drawing near. We're living in interesting times. If you just do some search on the internet, there is, there's heavenly activities that is being captured on YouTube, not photoshopped, not video edited. There's legitimate stuff where, where there is, there's, there's wars that are happening in the Middle East. The Bible says when, the, when you hear about wars and rumors of wars, you know that the end times are coming. We are, we are in the birth pains of God coming. God has been coming since he went, ascended to heaven 2,000 years ago. But there is a sense more and more at the rise of different religions that God is on his way. And, his, and we need to be a, a people that encourage one another. And I, I think the Bible says this in, in Hebrews 10, do not neglect meeting together. It's because we're actually so on mission. We're so on fire. We so want to see the city change that we have to be here on a Friday to encourage one another. We have to be able to prophesy and speak life and, and worship together. There's a corporate anointing when we, when we worship together. There's, when we pray together at these prayer times on Monday, uh, sorry, Tuesday nights for the next month, there's a corporate anointing that comes. And we, we're trusting that God is going to come and do something incredible. We must not neglect meeting together because the day is drawing near. The days are getting darker. And I encourage you, for those of you, if it's your first time or the, you're looking and seeing if this is, church is going to be home, get connected. Whether it's in this church or you've tried another 10, 15 churches, get connected into a local church. Give your life to the local church because your calling is worked in and through. There is only one vehicle that the kingdom of God is moving through on this planet, and it's the local church. And if we want to be part of it, it requires our hearts, our everything. Last verse, Jeremiah 29, 7. We're doing this together. A lot of it... A lot of what we talk about, especially in kind of Western Christianity, which I probably class ourselves in here, is a, is a Christianity that is quite individual. It's about me, my quiet time, which I've already mentioned. And I think we need to get back to the, the power of our togetherness. That together we are strong. That to, I, I just love the picture. When was it over Christmas time, we had all those gifts. And the whole bunch of people from the church went and handed out all these gifts. I thought, wow, we've, we've done something together in the city. Now, there's going to be lots of projects that we're going to have throughout this year where it's going to require all of us because we want to see the city changed. Jeremiah 29, 7. And work for the peace and prosperity of the city for which I sent you into exile. Some of us do feel like we're in exile in Dubai. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. I believe God's hand is on the city. Who agrees with me? I believe that there's, a, there's an open heaven because Sheikh Mohammed is allowing churches to, to run and do their thing. And, it's, and it, I think we, we, need, we need to obviously pray for our leaders. We need to pray for them. We need to pray. I really do sense and we need to pray 
continually for our leaders of, of the city and just and lift them up and uphold them and let it be a, peace, a place of peace and prosperity and would corruption die and, uh, and would, uh, would sex trafficking that is happening across the world, would that die? Would, would we be the answer to those things in our city? And if we seek the prosperity and the welfare of the city, we in turn get blessed. So can we stand together? I want us to just look at, uh, if you can see it, the, this big blank canvas. And then uh, take a photograph in your mind. You can close your eyes afterwards. And I, I really am going to trust that, that God is going to speak new things into our heart this morning. He's going to speak big vision. Father, we thank you that you are doing a new thing. You are doing a new thing in City Lights. We thank you, Jesus, that we are at, only at the tip of the iceberg, Father, that we are not settling. We are moving on, Father. And we are, we are moving into the more that you have for us. And I pray, Lord God, that as this picture of this massive blank canvas, it's not a small little canvas, it's a massive canvas, where you want to do big things for us into 2015, in and through us, Father. And I pray, Father, that our hearts would be open to you. Can we just, if you're comfortable, with, just raise your hand and say, Father, I need you. Just say your own prayer to him. Say, God, I need you to come. And, and some of you may be even feeling flat going to 2015. Would you revive and bring energy and bring your power and bring your fire upon us, Lord Jesus? Father, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you that you are good that you are loving, that you are kind. God, and I pray that this morning you would lift our eyes. I pray that we'd forget, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. We'd put our face forward like a flint and look forward to the things that you have for us. I feel God is going to speak to people right now about what he has for them. Thank you, Jesus, that it's a new day. Let your presence come, Lord God. I think it's good to just wait on Him and just say, Father, I, I need you. Learn to just rest in Him. just get the sense that um, that today there's, there's people here who want to move forward and you desperately want to move forward you desire, there's nothing, there's nothing lacking in your desire to move forward but you've got these anchors dragging behind you and uh, these anchors are, are unforgiveness and these anchors are regret regret that there's things you would have wanted to do differently that you wish you could go back and change and, and and we all have these things it's natural but but these are these are that 
the looking back when we're plowing forward and we have to allow ourselves to let go. We have to you know, actively let go, actively forgive people, actively switch off the past um, and deal with regret. Even if it's just talking to someone about what you regret, just to get it off your chest and, and get some fresh perspective. Often when you talk about it, you you release it and you get a fresh perspective that lessens it. But don't let these anchors slow you down and hold you back. Can we just all keep our eyes closed? I thought God just whispered something in my ear a couple of days ago about preaching on the holiness of God and us living holy lives. And I think what, it's so true what Ram said, we can anchor, there's, there's things that are anchoring us in 2014 and even before. And I, I feel God wants to break habitual sins over our lives. He wants to break things that just we keep stumbling and we keep feeling, ah, oh, regret, regret. And then, and Star, Star and I were talking the other day and just, there's definitely with Dubai, with people who live in Dubai, there's a yoking with the world. There's an agreement with the world. There's an agreement with the way people act there's an agreement uh, that, they, that they do with their lives and I, I feel that this morning we need to just break stuff over, over our lives Father I just pray that this morning there will be chains that are broken over people's lives God where there's been distractions from the world where there's been a pull for finance for, for success where there's, where there's been a pull for, for, for worldliness Father I pray that you would consecrate us this morning by your blood, Lord Jesus. This is not an effort on our own. I pray, Lord God, that, there'd be, that there would be an unrelenting focus in 2015 on you. I pray that we would seek first your kingdom. In Jesus' name.